Welcome back to the Max Out Show, where I've made it my mission to bring you the world's most inspiring people to help you fulfill your highest potential. Today, I'm joined by Coach Michael Hill, a master strength and conditioning coach and director of sports performance at Georgetown University, where he oversees the development of over 20 teams and thousands of student athletes. So as a former student athlete myself, I had a great time diving deep with him into leadership, strength training, and building character. Let's dive right in. To give our listeners sort of a you know overview of of what, what you've actually created, could you tell us a little bit about how you've really you know built that Georgetown um, athletic program almost from scratch? Because you started as this this intern, right? Only one other person in the beginning, and yeah. now if you like, I've I've only seen it online, but those pictures just look amazing. Of you know the whole <laughs> athletic facilities, and it just it just looks great. So can you give us a little bit of background of how you've built that over the last sixteen years now? Yeah, yeah. So I would be remiss if I didn't uh, uh, thank Coach Augie Morelli, who was here previously, and he was kind of the one who laid the groundwork for the Georgetown Iron Hoyas. And so when I first came here, he was here, and it was actually the building next to us. We're in a new building now, Thompson Athletic Center. But uh, we were in the building next to us, and the, and the weight room was on the second floor. And it was just him, another guy, and then a couple of work-study people. Um, in the weight room being on the second floor, it's like, okay, you know, it doesn't, never, <laughs> it doesn't really work. Uh, yeah. But uh, then we moved to a different location, which was in the rec center um, about a year into that. And that was kind of our home for the next 13 years. And uh, so with, with that, Coach Morelli had himself and it was just kind of a bunch of us just volunteers. And so I guess I kind of was one of the first interns here. And so I was tasked with learning as much as I possibly could about the program, learning, you know, adding value immediately as a coach, but also just a volunteer coach. And so I, I hit the ground running and I got thrown to the wolves in a lot of different areas. So I had to have myself set up, you know, daily for, for success um, because I could have easily quickly failed. And, and from that, it, uh, you know, each year just kind of chipping away and growing a little bit and uh, getting the name out there and, and getting our Iron Hoyas t-shirts out there and logo. Um, slowly but surely over the 16 years, we have grown into uh, staff, full-time staff of three um, with 29 sports. And then we have uh, four, well, five, five part-time strength coaches um, who work with us as well. And then we have a whole army of uh, interns. So we have a collegiate level intern, we have a volunteer level intern, um, and then we have what we call a full-time CSCCA internship. And so, you know, 16 years, there's still much more growth that we, that we need. Um, but I, as I say, you know, I, I could leave, I could stay here for the rest of my life or I could leave <laughs> tomorrow, you know, knowing that I did a great job. And the next person that comes in, you know, maybe at that 17 year mark or maybe at the 40 year mark, um, will, uh, will will have themselves set up for success as well oh for sure love that so did you ever think you'd, you'd stay this long actually in the program like when you first started out i true uh, truthfully i mean i was a georgetown basketball fan growing up i don't know who wasn't you know um coach patrick ewing uh being here and uh just kind of the georgetown hoyas and and, and coach thompson and and so i was a fan um so when i came here i originally thought i wanted this job and but 
to be the, the head strength coach of, of Georgetown basketball. But I honestly thought I was only going to be here for one year. I thought I was going to do an internship for a year and then go on to do other things. It, it wasn't until I got here that I got serious and, and said, okay, this is my five-year plan. Okay, this is my 10-year plan. And wow. started writing down things and goals and started maintaining them. Like you said at the beginning, you know, the master strength coach, that was a goal of mine that I wanted to get. And so, um, but to be truthfully honest, when I first got here, I really only thought I was going to stay for a year. So. Wow, that's so interesting. Now, you mentioned this, uh, this idea before of, of setting yourself up every single day for success. Because, you know, as a former student athlete myself, I know, like, what it looks like, at least, from, from the outside. If you come in, like, a bunch of, like, you know, 20 guys all at the same time, and they all need the same treatments, and they all need, like, it's yeah. stressful, right? It's, it's a hard job. Yeah. So how do you prepare for that, like, mentally in the beginning? I guess, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cycle. Um, one, you, I guess the, the, the uh, price of admission is obviously knowing the information. Mm -hmm. Knowing the information, knowing your program, knowing yourself, being sure of yourself, and uh, being confident. Because if you're not, the, your, your athletes or your students can definitely tell. And so that's kind of the price of admission. But, uh, you know, set, in terms of setting yourself up for success, it's, it's having that in your back pocket, but then looking to the future so you're not scrambling around with different, a lot of different things. Um, that starts with literally the day before. So getting your, getting your mind right, writing your schedule, having everything hashed out, knowing what you're going to be doing, knowing if you have enough time in between, um, not double booking, um, you know, prepping, allowing your time for some prep before a session starts. Uh, right now I have, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky I just have one sport, so I just do men's basketball. But back in the day, I had multiple sports. And I had, you know, we started at 6 a.m., 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, all the way. So you had to have that set up. Otherwise, if you would get, like I said, get exposed very quickly. So now, you know, I try and set up everything really the day before. So it's kind of a dress rehearsal type walkthrough in my mind. I've already written down the workout multiple times, um, written it on the board myself, on the card, on the guys' cards. Um, so when it comes to that time, I have that mental memory of all of their numbers, but also I've created the, the maximize the learning environment for them within the weight room. So I guess it's, it's just keeping yourself disciplined, keeping yourself on a schedule and uh, you know, getting a good night's rest the night before so, and waking up early. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, this, this discipline and setting up like the sort of the conditions for success the night before, I think that is so powerful, right? Because otherwise you're sort of thrown in there and like you don't know what to do in the moment. So I love this idea of like really setting yourself up like the day before even really writing everything down, making it specific so that mm -hmm. everybody sort of knows where like they fit in, right? Yes. And then, then also what you sort of alluded to was this importance of confidence, like when, especially when you're first starting out. So how do you help people, you know, when you get, for example, a new intern, right? And they're supposed to teach like the, you know, high level basketball players or whatever. How do you like help them maybe build that confidence and saying, okay, this is like, I know my stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, and this was me too. This is me looking back and reflecting. When I came in, I thought I knew all the science. Hey, this is, this is quoting this from this book or this guy did this or this, you know, and you think, you know, but then it's like the comes down to the practical application of how it actually works. You know, um, 
seeing how those wheels turn, seeing how the tread hits the the rubber meets the road. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, I, I think I see it's good. Like I said, it's the price of the admission to know all that information, but then the practicality of it and going through that, um, that's where I guess the internship, that's where the years of grinding through things um, until you become wise with that information. Uh, and so I think, I guess I'm still kind of hitting the road. I don't think I'm, I'm kind of hard on myself. I don't think I'm that wise person quite just quite yet. Um, within the field, but uh, wow, coming you know, from you, <laughs> I, I mean, there's always so much to learn. There's, there's always yeah. so much to do, I guess, and, and and you know, I'm constantly learning new things that uh, make me give me the aha moment of why didn't I do this or I should have started this earlier. And so, you know, the, I I have other people that I look up to that I have you know held myself to certain standards, and I know I'm not there yet. So I can't turn around and look at myself. Um, I still have to hold myself accountable for that. Um, but I guess it, alluding to the question about, you know, being confident with that, um, I feel, I do feel that I am confident in my own skin with my own coaching. Um, I don't have to impress anybody. I don't have to, uh, put on a show. It's not fake. Um, that fake energy when the cameras turned on in here or the cameras turned off, you know, I'm still going to be the same coach. Um, even, you know, this goes for picking up something off the ground. If the, Even if somebody's watching you or not watching you, if something's on the ground, pick it up. It's just being a good person and being confident. So, Yeah, if I remember correctly, I, don't, I, I think I heard it on the, the podcast with Ryan Mernsey that, like, you or one, what, someone in your team would saw someone, like, pick something up off the floor and then hire that person just because of that. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, so that was like, uh, uh, Big Coach Thompson had said that. So there was – it was a story about a manager. Um, he was on a trial to be a manager for the basketball team, and uh, um, he saw him spill some uh, some ice in the uh, in the other facility that we used to have. Um, saw him spill some ice, and, and the kid took the time, picked up every piece of ice, swept everything, put it away, made it look like there was nothing had happened, and, and without anybody knowing. And coach is like, "I want that kid." Um, wow, yeah. And so you know, it's kind of like the thing of. You know, when when you go to the bathroom, do you wash your hands? I mean, who's who's watching you from that, or yeah. who's who's uh, you know, if uh, you're walking down the street and you see a piece of trash, do you pick it up, or do you throw your own trash away? Those are all kind of being like what Ryan and I were talking about, just being a good human, really, right? For sure, for sure, being a good human, and so it really speaks to like the trust and the character that you build over time, right? Because especially in an athletic program, you have to trust that the people will actually do the things they're supposed to do, right? Like it's yeah. so easy for athletes to eat badly, to not do the workouts right. Like when coach is not looking, right. There's so many ways to like sort of flunk out and cheat and like, you know, take the easy path instead of actually doing the work. Yeah. So how do you develop that in people like in your program or how do we, first of all, maybe I guess hire for that um, yeah. and really develop that in, in your athletes that are coming in. Like how do you get that trustworthiness, that character? It's, it's hard. I mean, in, uh, Conor McGregor just said that in his post post fight interview was like everybody knows what to do they just don't want to do it you know? <laughs> yeah. and so it's it's uh in that it's it's for me you know you know I try and live and, and be a leader by being that example so if they see me do it hopefully they're more likely to see me um or see themselves see themselves doing it within within our program within this 24-hour 24 hour a day, not just the uh, one hour they're in here lifting weights. Um, and so I guess it starts how I build that. It starts with myself. Cause I didn't, if I didn't have that, 
um, they de I can, definitely can't teach that. And they would see that. And that comes back to the confidence of being, you know, uh, uh, comfortable in your own skin and, 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 and me leading by example. Um, and, it, and it takes time, I guess. Uh, you know, I kind of came up with this. I, I have three buckets. And so my program is, is uh, called an RDL. And so first years, I'm building a relationship. Second years third, or third year, I'm, I'm developing them. And then uh, third or fourth year or fifth year, um, training them for lifestyle. And so it's an RDL. So just trying to train them. RDLs. That's kind of my program to take them uh, through through the, the four years that I have with, these, with the athletes here at Georgetown. And so um, I would like to thank all the coaches here do that, building the relationships, developing them, and then training them uh, to leave. And so it just... I guess, cliche, it takes time. It, it takes time. It takes trust. It takes uh, you being uh, honest with them, honest with yourself, and not being fake. Um, and in, in terms of hiring for character, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of resumes. We get a lot of uh, interns. We get a lot of people. If we have a job open, I may get flooded with hundreds of resumes, calls and phone calls, um, people saying, this person's worth it, or this you know, you need to hire this person, but it comes down to us speaking, meeting. Um, and then, uh, you know, after a couple of days of, of your character exposing itself, because that's not something that you can read, you know, off a piece of paper, off a resume is your character. Um, after a couple of days, you know, you'll know whether, whether this person is a, is a plus or, or, or a minus. Um, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So what do you look for in people? Like, is there a certain set of sort of characteristics and, you know, mental traits that, that mm -hmm. you, you sort of have a checklist and it's like that's and that's and that, or, or is it more like a feeling of like, this person just feels like the good person? It's kind of a, I guess it's kind of a feeling, but it's also, it's also, uh, you know, I can't put a, put words to it. It's, but it's, it's, everybody fits with within a system uh, you know and is that system good for you and, and, it, and honestly if it's not good for us then it may be great somewhere else um you know georgetown you have to be very adaptable that's one thing I, I, that comes to mind is if you are training the football team and the next hour you're training the tennis team or the one hour you're training men's across next hour you're training women's across or whatever the combination is, you have to wear many different hats. You can't treat, you can treat everybody the same, yet, but it has to be different. Um, and so I guess the one thing I always say is look for is, is adaptability. Can you be thrown curveballs? Can you keep it together? Um, can you solve problems? Um, and I guess I, I don't want to say mental toughness, but um, you know, can you, can you lead by that example and be that uh, person that can really solve any problem that comes at you or hit any curveball, fastball that, that is coming at you um, and, or, or look for the answer. Um, if you don't know the, if you don't know the answer, but you, you should know where to look for that answer. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, so I want to go back for a second to those RDLs cause, cause this yeah. last point of, of life, like training for lifestyle. That sounds really interesting. So can you explain a little more about that? Like do you basically prepare people for life after, you know, their collegiate career or what does that mean? Yeah. So, so, uh, I guess, you know, just speaking here with men's basketball, um, you know, I get, I get the athletes for four years. Um, and, and it's a lot of it, you know, training for lifestyle just starts with simple conversations and just, and just being, you know, 
the freshman year, I'm just trying to build a relationship and then I develop that relationship. It's, it's more on that kind of a, a level. It's not in terms of specific programs. I do try and teach them as much as I possibly can so they can train themselves and by two year two, really by year one, but by year two and three, you should know how to walk into a gym and this is my kills workout and I should be able to do this, 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 and put things in different buckets and make your own workout. Um, training for lifestyle is more just, you know, being that mentor and helping you. Is this guy going to go to the NBA? It is, he is okay. Then we're going to train you this way. Is he going to go, you know, off to overseas or is this his last shebang? Um, and a lot of it's kind of just preparing you for the, all those different avenues. It's not necessarily, um, the actual program program. No, I think that it's so important because like the reality is that most people don't go on to go pro, right? Um, yes. Like yep. I remember from my university, Florida Golf Course University, every year we'd have like five, six, seven, eight guys from, you know, basketball and, and soccer, they would go pro, right? And they'd make the money. Mm -hmm. But the rest of them were just regular students and then they'd end, right? And like they'd spend four years basically chasing the athletic dream and like it doesn't work out, right? And oftentimes yep. I've realized like that, I mean, that's, that's a huge bummer, right? Like that's, that can be devastating if you've spent your whole life chasing that thing and then it doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, so like, do you prepare people like when, when they're sort of on the edge and like they, they, they might fail, like, do you prepare people then like specifically for like, Hey, what's afterwards, right? Like you can't, can't be a student athlete forever. Right. Yes. That comes back to the, the conversations and being a friend, being a mentor, you know, um, that, uh, which is their friends, you know, maybe they have that conversation with me. Um, and you know, I do, I do ask all, you know, all of uh, all the athletes, like, what do you, if you didn't have basketball, what would you be doing? Or yeah. what do you think you want to do? Or how can I help you, um, in whatever avenue you're going to go? And that just comes back to, I think any good mentor would have that conversation with their friends or best friends or wh whatnot. Um, uh, and so, yeah, it just, it just stems from being around us, being around the athletes so much. I mean, I travel with them. I see them more than the, sometimes the, the, the coaches do. And so uh, you're around them a lot. So you get to have those conversations and free flowing and, and uh, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing I loved about university, like, like running in the S was like, it, it's like, you almost have these like father figures, right? Like you have this, like build this family, this tribe around you. Right. Cause you just see people like all day for like four or five hours a day. Right. And over yeah. time you, you're like you say, like you're able to build that connection that just goes a lot deeper than just like coach athlete. Like it's, it's, there's more in common than that. Cause you sort of go through the sweat and the blood like together, right. As, as a unity. So yeah. I feel like that really allows you to then open up over time and be like, Hey, this is my real self. Right. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. No. Yep. So I absolutely love that. Now, is there any, you know, athlete over those years that stuck out in particular for really, you know, embodying those values you're looking for? Like, was there ever like a moment where like that person is like, you know, really living that? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there, I guess not singling anybody well, I guess out. There's the not, but I guess there's a yeah. bunch. Yeah. I don't want to leave anybody out. Um, yeah. I guess, <laughs> You know, when, uh, you know, when I first came here, um, uh, coach, like I said, coach Morelli, he was the head, but, uh, um, and we, and we were very good at basketball then in 2000, 2004, coach Thompson took over. Um, we went to the final four in 2007. And so we had a good team. Um, but I worked 
pretty much one-on-one -on -one with uh, one guy who comes to mind, and that's uh, Roy Hibber. He played for the Indiana Pacers for a while. Um, he played for the Hornets and then the Lakers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, we, we developed a good relationship at the beginning, and then we developed him as a player. And then when he went on to the NBA for lifestyle, you know, he would still come back and he would train. And so wow. that's one that comes to mind. And there's multiple, I guess. Um, but him, him uh, you know, he's, he's now – uh, loves still loves to train and took up jujitsu and still trains every day and so he works now for the Philadelphia 76ers um, um, as a player development coach so yeah it's it's uh, it's uh, but there's there's lots of examples um, I could say over that 16 year period for and sure. non-basketball yeah. players too you know there's I still keep in contact um, with a lot of former players and you know they come back and hang out and uh, yeah it's it's uh yeah, those those are the things. Uh, you know, when you ask me one of the questions, what makes you know brings me you know uh, personally the most happiness? That's one of the things in in in, in my job that it's that's uh, um, you know it's it's hard to quantify that because that brings you joy when somebody recognizes that they go on to be successful and or they come back and they thank you for the time spent and so that yeah yeah that brings me brings me joy brings me happiness even though it's you know. It, it's it's not quantifiable, but uh, yeah, every day those little you know those little things matter. No, for sure. I, th I think that's such an important thing, and also key aspect sort of of all great leaders, right? Is like mm -hmm. they want to develop like other people, right? They want other people to thrive, other people to do well, and they get excited about that. So I think that is that's really so critical. And actually, you inspired me to you know reach out again to my former. Uh, he was like my student athlete advisor, right? But like we. Have, we had a great connection. He was just a super yeah. like amazing guy that would just inspire everyone else. And I just like, like while researching you, I was like, Oh my gosh, that was this guy. And like, I haven't talked to him in years, but like, like he was such a great guy and I just want to thank him. So uh, yeah. shout out to Brian, by the way, <laughs> right here. There you go. but it's, it's really like there, there's these connections that you form and like the sort of role models that you find. Mm -hmm. um, now you alluded before, like, like before we're, you know, on camera, you talked about, you know, wanting to learn like anything you can get your hands on, right? Whether it's books or podcasts, there's, by the way, your Instagram has lots of great books. Lots of them are read. Yeah. Love it. Um, so what are some of the most important things that you think you've learned over time from, you know, studying books, studying podcasts? Hmm, that's a big question. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess you know, learning, I, you can learn anything, I guess, from anything. And that sounds crazy to say, but taking, you know, for example, in reading those, a lot of those books, you know, I read, I went to a phase where I was reading a lot of quantum mechanic, quantum mechanics. Um, that can be somehow related to what we are doing here as a, as a job. Um, reading, you know, uh, about uh, a lot of, you know, uh, crime or you know whatever you can learn a lot uh, by that investigative reporting um, I read a book never split the difference on, a, on, a, on an interrogation a, a, about interrogation there's a, a professor here at Georgetown that uh, wrote the book and so there's a lot of applications taken from that and so for me it's more finding a passion and then any of those areas that I'm passionate about I can apply to what I'm passionate about here yeah. which is which is uh, you know strength training um, you know, reading about NASA and how they train the astronauts, you know, you can apply that to what you're doing here. And so I'm interested in all that stuff. I'm interested in, you know, the military, I'm interested um, in leadership, I'm interested 
um, in, uh, in outer space. I'm interested in quantum mechanics. I'm interested um, in like uh, when you talk to Dr. Oren about the flow and that stuff, like oh, yeah. that, uh, you know, that stuff is interesting to me. And all of that, you know, in learning in all of those areas in that broad scope, you, if I can find one little piece and pull it out and apply it, you know, to, to uh, this learning environment that I've created here, my little, my little uh, 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 weight room area or, or classroom per se, um, that's, what, that's what I get excited about. And that's what I love about learning and learning as much as I possibly can. My mom was a teacher for 40 plus years. Wow. <laughs> and so uh, I told the story on another podcast, but um, I, you know, I didn't, uh, funny thing is I didn't learn to read till, till quite older. You know, I was, really? not, yeah. uh, I was put into a side class and, and, and uh, you know, I was kind of slow to learn. And now it's like, you got to slow me down. Um, <laughs> so it's, but yeah, I, you know, in, in learning, you can learn from the positives, you can learn from the negatives. Um, but, uh, and, and, and I think, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just on that, uh, kind of a quest for knowledge, I guess. Quest for knowledge. Yeah. yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I think there's so many different, like you say, areas of, of life that you can sort of draw on to, draw from to, to really live a better life and, and really apply to any kind of area. So mm -hmm. is there any, you know, idea or sort of, you know, tool, technique, anything that sticks out in particular that, that really inspired you and you've sort of taken into practice then? Is there anything that comes to mind? Uh, I guess there's, there is a lot. I read this book a while ago. Um, it's about uh, the Akeshic field. So what it is, if you believe, obviously, that you're recording this right now, but your cell phone is recording everything that you're saying and doing and whatnot, but there's something out there, the A field that records all your thoughts, all whatever, everything you say, where you move. Um, but uh, majority, what I took from it was, was most of my thoughts. And so, you know, when you're driving down the road and you get mad in uh, traffic, those, those, the person in front of you, they, they have control over your thoughts. And so, and other little things, oh, that's just yes. one, small, hmm. that's one small example. But, for me, just like thinking negatively and there was no, you know, before that book, you know, I guess, you, you know, I still had a moral compass. I still am religious and all of that stuff. And, um, but uh, it just kind of made me think like, okay, if this is being recorded, like, I don't want these thoughts in my head. I want to think positive about everything. I want to have a good outlook on things. I want to do things the right way. Um, and that was kind of the, you know, who's watching, right? Who's watching right now? Is there cameras right now? But if I was in the middle of nowhere, who's listening to my thoughts? And, you know, whether you believe in whatever religion, God, whoever it is, um, for me, I just wanted my thoughts and my actions to, to resonate with what I wanted. You know, um, like, you, you know, the name of your podcast, Mental Mastery. That's kind of my mental mastery is I've kind of now, you know, if I have a bad thought or am I thinking bad things, um, I kind of correct myself on that. Um, and so that's one big thing that I, that, that I've, uh, I guess tried to live really. No, absolutely. I love that metaphor of, of really like acting and thinking and believing like, like someone else was watching or like, like your mom, right? Like was watching you and like yeah. observing every moment. Like you don't want to mess anything up. Right. So, yeah. so, so what I often actually, actually, I, I sort of visualize something similar is like, you know, sort of being in an Olympics, right? And like the cam, like TV cameras are on you, right? Like in those moments when all you want to do is quit, right? Like, do you want to quit in front of the whole world? No, you don't, right? You want to, you want to stay strong in that moment. 
So I, I love these kind of metaphors of really like have, building that accountability basically to, to like the broader world. Now, as I sort of mentioned in the intro, you're a master strength and conditioning coach now, which is the highest, you know, sort of honor given in your profession. So what does like being strong mean to you, like in your life? I think it refers back to that. Um, you know, being strong in body is one thing. Being strong in mind is another. But being strong, um, you know, when things, like I alluded to, uh, looking for somebody to be adaptable and solving problems, like every, there's things being, your body's being bombarded by lots of things, Mo good molecules, bad molecules, rays from the sun, all sorts of things, but not to mention traffic and uh, bills and all that stuff. It's how you kind of create that shell around you and how you let that shell and all those problems come in and bounce off of you. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the, I guess short answer of that. But, yeah. yeah. Are there any specific like mental training tools then? You know, you go to a gym for the physical aspect. Do you, how do you train the mental aspect? Like, or, or do you teach that also to your student athletes? Um, you, you know, that, I guess I don't have specific tools for that. You know, I, I guess I didn't go, I don't have a PhD or a, P, uh, uh, a doctorate in psychology or anything like that sports psychology is just kind of like the uh, anecdotal type of stuff that you you do and, and it goes back to the RDL the relationship development lifestyle it's ha building that relationship being that mentor so you can cross that bridge so any information you give I don't need to have a doctorate behind me I don't need to have a PhD or you know have studied that stuff if I say something to an athlete or give them a little piece of advice or a little way to kind of curb something um uh that that will that connection will will work that uh that uh, those words will resonate with that person um but there's not i guess there's nothing specific for me like you know mastering i guess my my own mind um obviously that's probably a work in progress for everybody you know and that comes back to being uh you know uh, being confident in yourself is being confident in your skin and not being fake and going and being trusting it of, of yourself uh but uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a constant learning. But I think I'm getting better at it. I think I'm getting more aware of it. Um, I also have a five year old daughter, so she kind of puts me in check with a lot wow. of my <laughs> with a lot of my patience. I think. Uh, yes. uh, um, but uh, um, yeah, I think it's uh, it, it's it, that's a constant battlefield, you know, with with your mind because you're always it's always there. You're never gonna you're never gonna rest from it. So. Do you feel like your patience has also developed in other areas then, like within, you know, the sports field or anywhere else through like your daughter, I guess, <laughs> at that age, pushing yeah. you quite a bit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I can say this, I'm not the yeller and screamer strength coach. We can do that. And I've, I've done that, you know, I've went through that route, um, but more, I guess, being patient because these, remembering that these are college athletes, they are still learning, um, you know, there's no substitute for age. And so, you know, being a little bit more patient with, with their kind of learning process and how people learn, you know, I, I have 12 guys on the roster and they're not all equal. Um, you know, if, if I say this, if, if you're a captain on the team, it's KPT. So that's another little thing. It's KPT. You know it, you can perform it and you can teach it. So if you're a captain, you know it, perform it and can teach it. And so we may only have a couple of those guys that know it totally, can perform it totally, but then they can teach it to somebody else. There's some people that may can perform it, but they can't take that knowledge and teach it to somebody else. Or they may kind of know, let's say, the offense, 
a little bit, but they don't really know the defense, but they can perform it. But if you wanted to have them teach, you know, the next incoming freshmen that are coming in, you wouldn't want this group doing it. So, uh, yeah. No, lo lo love that idea. Yeah. Now, on, on this show, we always love to celebrate failure as a stepping stone to sort of building more courage, building more character, building more resilience. Do you have throughout your career, you know, any kind of failure in your life that really forced you to level up your game afterwards? I guess, you know, and when you, when you, when you send me that, uh, there's, there's, I guess, a lot, a lot of failures, you know, a lot of failures, missed opportunities that I've had um, that you could have said, you know, I should have done this or I should have taken this job or I should have gone on this way um, or I should have gone after this certification or done this. Um, there's lots of that stuff. I guess it goes, you know, that would be the one aspect is just missed opportunities, you know, lots of failures throughout. Um, I, I guess in terms of my job and my path, I don't have any regrets. I guess I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't wish anything else. Um, in terms of, I guess, failing, I guess failing, you know, when I was younger, like saying when I, when I couldn't read, um, that was a failure that I overcame. And, uh, you know, after I overcame that, I kind of really didn't take my education seriously until after college. Wow. Really? Once I, once I was after college, um, or once I got out of college and, uh, I started, you know, re going back and, and reading a lot of the books that I had and going through my notes and, and I really underachieved in that aspect. And so when I took my master's at Georgetown, um, you know, I, I, I went through with flying colors and now mm. going through and taking classes at other places. I, I kind of wish, you know, in terms of the question of failure, I wish I would have, I wish I would have taken that education seriously. Um, my, and my mom being a teacher, I, I should have. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe taken, because of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what, but what, just, what, what shifted for you then? Like, like if, you know, you, like until college, basically you didn't take it seriously. What, what was the moment or was there a moment that like you suddenly realized like, Hey, can't go on like this. Like now I have to shift or was it more gradual process? It was kind of a gradual process. It wasn't like an aha moment. I just saw things and where I needed to go and it, you need to get this to this goal. Um, you know, like athletes is performance. It's it, it uh, I didn't have, you know, a basketball court to go play on to, uh, you know, to make my life excel. It was, it was going to be either be my hardcore work ethic um, or my, my knowledge base. And so I just married the two together and uh, that's what, what drew me down the path. And, and, and with those two, with a hardcore work ethic, you know, and with, with the knowledge, you know, you can basically set any goal and, 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 and achieve whatever you really want. Um, and so I've done that. I've done, you know, uh, if I, if I write something down, I'm going to go after it as hard as I can and plant little seeds and it maybe take five, 10 years to, to get there. But, uh, but you know, that's what, that's what moves me forward. That's what wakes me up in the morning. So. Yeah. I love that. Especially this pursuit of like these super long goals, right? Cause like five years, 10 years is, is a long timeline for many people. I think it's so long. They can't like comprehend it anymore quite that. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's like too long and then too scary and too painful and too big. Right. So yeah. most people said like maybe like a two month goal, but like, or like a season goal, but not like a 10 year plan. So yeah. how do you go through that process? Like, is it more like a, you know, like yearly sort of sit down he's like, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. Or is it more like when that thing comes up, I'm like, yeah, now I want to change. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I have, I guess, so 
if I'll turn this this way a little bit. So this is my oh, board yes. right up here. So I have four quadrants. I have my professional goals. I have my team goals. I have my projects. And then I have my self-improvement. Um, so that's written up Love there. That. That, that's written up there for, you know, me to hold myself accountable. I also have my little book in here, which is my kind of my daily journal, Assassin's Creed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my little daily journal that I can kind of push myself um, and work towards with that inside my wallet in my backpack I have my 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 goals my actual goals and kind of my private ones that are not necessarily put up on that board um, in there and I carry it around with me everywhere so I'm kind of you know and I have some law I guess I have some lofty ones I do have written down I can I can say this that I've wanted to achieve a PhD in something so I do have that doctor on me Love that. yeah <laughs> But uh, also, you know, writing a book. I've also kicked around the idea of writing um, a, bu a bunch of different books. And so they, those are just kind of lofty goals. And those are just two. The other ones that I have are kind of more, I shouldn't say they're private, but it's not throwing it out there. I would like to keep them, keep them in close, close to my chest, close to the best. Sure. And, uh, but, you know, some other things up there, professional goals are collaborative things like, uh, you know, who I would like to speak to or, you know, phone calls I would like to make, uh, podcasts I would like to do. Um, and so like, yeah, like Ryan's, Ryan's podcast was, was one of those, you know, once, once I met him, he had mentioned, you know, we should have you on. And so I, yeah. that's a goal and I wrote it down and then slowly but surely then uh, one day I was on his podcast. So I got to cross that off of my list. So um, I think everybody's a little bit different with that type of stuff. I do believe in the power um, of, of writing things down so you can check mark it off kind of Jim Rohn type stuff writing off your goals and setting your goals so you can cross it off. And, you know, I carry, so I have a, a pen in my hand, a little G2 pen and, and I carry uh, sticky notes in my pocket wherever I go. Um, and so uh, if I find, have a little aha moment or I, I see something that, or think of something that I, that may not even apply to that time frame or that time in space, I just write it down and put it on a little sticky note and then, uh, you know, set it in my office later on. And then when that time comes, I can take it off, you know, and apply that to whatever I have to do. And, or if it's a done, I'll rip it out, throw it away and mm -hmm. on to the next one. And so it's kind of like quantum mechanics and the universe manifesting itself and writing it down and then figuring it out and then it's actually happening and then it's done with and over with and I can set it aside. Um, so yeah. it's just yeah, kind of my... I totally love, I totally love that process of like really being deliberate about your life. Cause that's really what it's about, right? It's about like you deciding how you want to live your life rather and you know, circumstances sort of dictating how you're going to live. So I'm super yeah. curious, like the, the goals you have on the, on the board in your office, is that sort of like, it's actually publicly available. So like anyone can technically sort of look at it and like hold you accountable or. Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, sitting in here in my office, you know, if I, uh, like one of my goals is I want to uh, get the certification of the, the NSCA, the, the National Strength and Conditioning Coaches or the National Strength and Conditioning um, Association. I want to get their tactical uh, certification. And so I put it up there. I ordered their book. And so you know, each day starting to read a chapter and take notes. And so it's up on the board. Yeah. It, anybody who comes in my office, I don't post it on Instagram or anything like that. Cause sometimes I write something on the board, something will happen. Um, and then, uh, you know, maybe I can't do it just like there was a, there was a class that I wanted to teach and, uh, it just, it kind of fell through, but actually I took that class, 
I handed it off to uh, one of my good friends and uh, he's going to take it and he's going to, he's going to roll with it. So um, at least, you know, I did my part for that. And so that was uh, one of the things that I crossed off on my professional goals, but I just, I know it's going to get done. And the person that asked me to do that got a great coach and a great teacher to help push that forward. So um, in effect, in a sense, I did affect it. So. No, and that's an important point, right? Like, like oftentimes you set a goal and like over time it will change, right? Because in the yes. beginning, you just don't know enough to really like know what it's going to look like in the future. But over like weeks or months or years, things can change, right? And we are able then to change directions if it's necessary. Yeah. So definitely, definitely important point. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned it, the question before already, what brings you the most happiness? So we got sort of one aspect, which is serving other people, raising other people, lifting them up. Right. What else yeah. personally just makes you happy? I guess there's, you know, daily, there's a lot of things. Obviously, you know, I have my, my wife, my daughter, my family, um, you know, I guess is, uh, making, I guess, you know, like I alluded to my, my mom being a teacher, but my, my dad, um, as well is, is making, you know, making them happy. Like when we, uh, when we play a game here at Georgetown, you know, every game win or lose, you know, they still call and they say, Hey, you know, we saw you on TV, (laughs) whatever, um, guys didn't play so well, or guys did play a great win, whatnot, you know, um, I guess having them share in my small successes, um, and, and, you know, being a part of being part of my life as well. And, and, and my sister who still lives with them in Iowa, um, you know, having her share into that, that's kind of in, 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 uh, you know, all, all that family togetherness and, and having, having them share, um, I guess that's what, uh, truly, truly makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's really all that matters, right? It's like the, the people around us. And that's what I realized over and over again here on the show. Now, before I ask my final question, where can listeners connect with you online? What's your favorite, you know, social media platforms, ways to reach out for people? Yeah. So, uh, I'm on, I guess, you know, you can go on GU Hoyas and if you, you know, my email is on there, it's mdh42 at georgetown.edu. But uh, email me, I, you know, may take me a while to get back, but that's one of the things I, I, I uh, anybody who's interested in, in talking or speaking with me or asking a question, like I was that person as well, um, who, who emailed a ton of people and got a lot of no's, but the people who said yes, I still remember that. Um, so I try and take time and, and respond, um, but it may take me a little while uh, to respond. Even if I don't have the answer, I'll try and help you out in any way I can, but that's uh, kind of one, I guess, just my email. My Instagram is at license underscore two underscore hill. And then my Twitter is just kind of a following just so I can get some news. It's, I don't really put much content on there. But that's uh, same thing, at license underscore T-O underscore hill. So, Perfect. Going to link to that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now, my final question, what is your own quest for greatness? So what's that big vision that you want to bring into this world? And how can our listeners, you know, that, you know, if they love this interview, how can, can they support you on that quest? I guess, you know, I mean, that's a, the, life, the life question, I guess. What, <laughs> yes. what is your purpose? What are you trying to do? Um, you know, in, in preparing for that, it's, it's kind of preparing for that question. You know, it made me reflect on, you know, do I know? Do I know right now what I'm trying to do? Um, you know, I've, I've put all these rules in place for myself, um, to be successful, to set myself up for success. 
um, to be, you know, disciplined and structured and move myself forward for whatever goal. Um, and what, you know, one of my, one of my mentors and good friends, uh, Chief Daniel Luna um, had said it had said before was, you know, serving, like being a good person to serve, you know, you don't have to, uh, he, he said it was, you don't have to be in the military to serve. You can also serve in other ways, just as being a man and being a human. And so I think that really, that really resonated with me uh, when he said that was, I think that's what, uh, what everybody is trying to do. I think they're trying to just serve in a positive, whether, you know, you are making an impact um, knowingly or unknowingly is just uh, to serve in a positive, positive way when wherever I am in space time here on earth or here on Orion or wherever, wherever we are. Uh, but uh, yeah, to serve in a positive way. All right, guys, that's it for today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you gained some valuable ideas, tips, tools, tricks, mindsets, belief systems that hopefully inspire you to take your life to the next level. At the end of the day, guys, it's all about application. The only thing that's gonna set you apart tomorrow from where you are today is how much action you take with those ideas that you gained. And so I really wanna challenge you at this point to you know, not just listen to this passively, to not just consume this you know, passively, just thinking about other things, but to really take those lessons, take those ideas that you just gained and start applying them to your life. So to really start taking action and sprinting towards those goals and those dreams that you have in your life. Now guys, at this point, I wanna ask you for a huge favor. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider heading over to iTunes and leaving a review, as that helps me really grow the show and reach more people, impact even more people around the world. You know, if you have a family member, a friend, a loved one maybe, that you think could benefit from this content, please consider you know, sharing it with them, forwarding to them, as that helps us really build a community of like-minded people that are all about maxing out their lives. Now, guys, with that being said, thanks so much for tuning in today. I really, really appreciate it. Stay strong and see you tomorrow.